I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to uh, this week's episode of the Curzon Podcast. This week we're going to be discussing Charlie Kaufman's latest work, Anima Lisa. I'm Sam Howlett and as always I'm joined by Helen Seymour. Hello Helen. Hello. How are you doing this morning? I am well, thank you. Excellent. How are you? I'm good. Uh, speaking to you uh, just now though, it seems you're slightly scarred by Anima Lisa. Hmm. Yes. Slightly is, emotionally is, drained. Yes. It's a tough one to process for mm. me. It's taken me a few days. Yeah, tough to talk about as well, I think, but as well. But it's the old mind. Yeah. I, my favourite one of his is Being John Malkovich, just because it's so, just so weird. One of these films where it's... <clears throat> I think a lot of Charlie Kaufman stuff's like this, where it doesn't seem like it's based on anything. It's just solely from his mind. Mm. It's not like based on a book or based on a... Oh, influenced by this other film. It's just from his brain. I think Anna Melissa is fits into that category fairly well as well. It's obviously based on his play that he did in 2005, relatively small, unknown play, with just three actors. And here again, this film is an animated film with just three voice actors, David Thewlis, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Tom Noonan. And so let's go straight into the plot points. Uh, David Thewlis plays, is it Michael Stone? Yeah. Michael Stone, who is... A motivational speaker who's lost his motivation and he's sort of disillusioned at the mundanity of life and he goes to a hotel where he's about to do a motivational talk but he just he's the demons from his past and just the state he's in are just pulling him back from actually delivering the speech and enjoying his life uh, but he meets uh, Lisa played by Jennifer Jason Lee and they start a romance and I think that's all you need to know going in really mm-hmm. and it's all pretty much set in this hotel and Tom Noonan voices every single other character other than Michael and Lisa like in the Simpsons like in yeah just like in the Simpsons <laughs> so yeah so we we talked about about a few weeks ago that we'd seen this trailer a lot without giving it away it's a slightly deceptive trailer in a way because it makes it look like it's all, it's just a romance film. It's very sort of heartwarming in moments, like that speech he gives. I think it's extraordinary, that. 
I knew you'd have an impression. <laughs> I was trying to practice my impression this morning and I can't do it. It's a hard one to I do. I was genuinely walking around trying to do David Thewlis. Lupin. 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 I thought so too, Harry. Oh, that's really Thank good. You. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we so are annoyed. three minutes in. I really I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I didn't realise it was Lupin. Yeah. But I really recognise the voice. Everybody's have a day. Some good, some bad. Don't do much. That's not going to be the last of that, I think, this week. <laughs> it's very hard to talk about this without uh, secreting it away. And just, I just think the overall tone of the film is such a nice sort of... It sneaks up on you slightly. Well, let's talk about the animation. Okay. So it's all stop motion. It's amazing, um, isn't it? Absolutely incredible, yeah. And they've been 3D printed. Yeah. The puppets. It took two years to make, to film. They sometimes did just a second a day because... That's how long it takes. Yeah, to just get everything perfect. And it does look perfect. It looks seamless. There's not one bit that looks shoddy or that doesn't look like it's had so much effort put into it. I think that's where... Because it's directed by two people, we should point out. Charlie Kaufman and Duke Johnson who has a background in this kind of animation. So this, the animated side is here, where I think the actual more humanistic approach is Charlie Kaufman. Mm. So it's yeah. quite interesting when there's two directors, and especially one of people so completely different backgrounds. Um, I think it's worked well. Worked really well. Do you think it um, had to be animated? Yes. Okay. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be a different film if it, if it wasn't animated. I think he said that himself. Charlie Kaufman was like, no, it didn't have to be animated, but it would just be a different film. He made the good point in an interview with our producer, Jacob yeah. Cunningham. <laughs> um, he said, uh, no one asked why it's live action. No, that's true, yeah. So he wouldn't have been impressed with that question, He Sam, wouldn't, uh, well, would I, I, I won't ask him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it did, because... Uh, because there's an uncanny nature to puppets mm. because they're they, real but not real they look so real animate yeah inanimate yeah and that sort of just gives you a weird weird feeling that kind of Franz them. Kafka yeah and that's kind of how Michael feels in the film as well that yeah thing, everything's just off just that's what you're talking about with a good night mommy yeah it's just the worst when something's just a tiny bit off and you can't place it you don't know what's wrong and something is wrong that's a bit like this because we can say, so before we were saying, good night, mommy, um, there's a, what's it called? The certificate that comes up that tells you the, the rating. The BBFC. Yeah, that, yeah. that thing that yeah. comes up. So in that one, it's, it said that, that oh, someone's trying to get in on the podcast outside. <laughs> 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 on the certificate, it says uh, scenes of sex. You don't expect that What from did this you think when you saw that? Well, I knew it had a sex scene oh. because I'd read somewhere that Anna Melissa has the best puppet sex scene since Team America. When I saw on the certificate, it says... Scenes oh. of a sexual nature, you're like... No, it doesn't say that. It says it's all strong the sex. sex it's like strong sex, sexual references. And I thought I was going in there watching Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> it's far from Wallace and Gromit. And I purposely went on a rainy Sunday afternoon because I was like, this would be a nice, yeah. a nice warm film. It's not... Yeah, I think that it's people talk about oh it's a, a animation but for adults because 
it's not just that there is a sex scene and swearing and smoking and drinking. It's that it's and nudity very, and nudity. Yeah. Oh yeah. I nudity. Was... It's just that it's so complex, and only an adult would get what it's trying to say. I think. I don't think I even got what it was trying. No, to No, neither did I. I'm a grown. We're not person. adults yet. Maybe. That's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> so you got things like like South Park, which say, "Oh, yeah. it's a cartoon," but oh, it's not for kids. It's for adults, but. It's kind of slightly got a kind of uh, juvenile humour. And whereas this doesn't have any of that. It's very adult and very yeah. sophisticated. And South Park, the kids probably just I mean they're swearing in it, right? Yeah. But the kids just wouldn't, wouldn't get, get it. Yeah. half of it and they probably just like the colourful Yeah, This isn't stuff. even colourful. But yeah, but like if a kid watched this they would be scarred in the same way that I am a little bit scarred. Yeah. It's very much an adult film. Which is good. It's good that an animation's doing that. Yeah. So should we kind of talk about the beginning bit of the film? Yeah. And then we'll do secrets. Yeah, let's go for it. Because um, there's a lot of secrets in this. Yeah. And it's hard to talk about it without talking about the secrets. So the first thing you hear is lots of voices. Mm-hmm. It's black and there's lots of voices. It's quite uncomfortable to hear. Lots of Tom Noonan's voice as yeah. well. Because well, that, that kind of put me on edge. Immediately, yeah. Immediately yeah. I put on edge and immediately you're... Well, this is not what I expect from a cartoon. I don't know what you've got to call it a cartoon, but, you know, that kind of this kind of film. And it's, yeah, immediately you're thinking of um, just things about being displaced and mm. being overwhelmed. And, yeah, so immediately you're not, you're, you're not, you're uneasy with the film. And, then and that doesn't go away. No. And then he's on the plane and he... Just the whole, the guy holding his hand. It's Okay. You can let go on now, though. Do you just want to do... <laughs> no, sorry. I mean, I am I was just going to describe the beginning of the film, but if you <laughs> just want to... Sorry. If you just want to do it, and then I can just jump in with... I think it's out of my system. Is it? Yeah. I don't think it is. He reads a letter... Yeah. ...from Annette. It's got lots of swearing in, Sam. Loads of swearing. And it's a really angry letter. Yeah. So then you're immediately like, whoa, this is not... Yeah. This is not what I thought it was. Yeah. So that puts you on edge. And then someone grabs his hand. But that is actually very symbolic mm-hmm. of the rest of the film in mm. terms of sort of identity. I'll just say that. Okay. I think I got hit where you're getting it. Obviously, you can't expand on that until That's the what secret I'm gonna section. Say. Yeah. That's what I'm okay. going to say. But he gets in a taxi, and there's quite a funny scene with the taxi driver. Yeah. Re- recommend this is funny. Places to go. About, did you find this funny? I did find that funny. Yeah. yeah, I found a lot of it funny. Yeah, actually, yeah. Um, so this um, Michael's just landed in since Cincinnati. Cincinnati, um, and he's just there for one night mm-hmm. with a taxi driver talking to him about all the different places the zoo. you can go. The zoo and the chili. Yeah, I think that's important. Actually, we've talked about how the film's slightly bleak and you feel slightly uneasy, but there is a lot of humour. Yeah. But also there there are occasions of it's quite... There's like a few moments of it's warm-heartedness. Yeah. Here and there. I mean, not as much as we both thought it would have, or everyone that's seen the trailer thought it would have, but it's there. There is a kind of nice edge to it in certain scenes. I think particularly everything w- with Lisa in that on that night. Lisa's the girl that he meets, by the way. Yeah. We should talk about that. She's a, f- a fan. She's supposed to be attending the talk so he's doing. So he is a famous... 
he's famous because he's written a book called How I Can Help You Help Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's doing a talk in this in the hotel or somewhere nearby. But yeah, he meets her and they uh, have a night of passion. Let's put it that way. And but before that, she it's very realistic. Yeah, it took them six months to do. There's a kind of awkwardness as well, which was nice because. They are two strangers that have never met. It's not, really awkward. It's not sexy either. There's no. no! There's nothing sexy. I know it's puppets, but even if they were humans, it still wouldn't be sexy just because everything's slightly awkward. Yeah, so she sings, girls just want to have fun. She near enough sings the whole song. I like it when they do that in films. Yeah. Rather than just have them sing five minutes. Like in, in Inside Lou and Davis, every character, whenever they sing, they sing the whole song. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me as well of the scene in Shame. Where Kerry Mulligan sings... I was thinking of that. Yeah, uh, sings New York. New York. Is it, is it New was... York, New York? Was the song just called New York? I always call it New York, New York. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, yeah, where she sings that and the camera just stays on her face the entire time yeah. while she sings. Yeah, I was honestly thinking yeah. of that one. No, she's wrong. Can I talk about the hotel room a, a little yeah. bit? Because it's really... Uh, like, so the detail in this film is amazing. Yeah. And the characters, like, the puppets don't move like puppets. Their clothes move mm. as they walk. Because they did like a second a day, if that. It's so fluid. And there's one scene where he's running down a corridor, which yeah. is fantastic. It's so real. Like, ju- I think this has never been done in film before, how realistic no. it is. It's yeah. incredible. Um, I would say go and see it just to see that on the big screen. Because yeah. that's the best place you're going to see it. To see this amazing animation. Mm. It's a real it piece of art, I think, yeah. this film. More, more so than a lot of things we've talked about. This really feels like it's had so much creative effort put into it. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's paid off. It is fantastic. Yeah, we haven't actually said if we liked it yet. Yeah, I liked it. It just took me a long time yeah. to process. It's like, oh, it's like that film. Is it called Happiness? No, this isn't. this is an incredible film. It, it's very short. I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes or something. Hilariously, I wanted it to be longer. I actually wanted it to be longer as well. I don't, I don't think... I wouldn't say it was a criticism that it was too short. I think it was perfect, but maybe yeah. just... Just because I liked watching... It was just nice it to be just, in that world. Yeah. Yeah. For selfish reasons, I wanted it to be longer. I don't yeah. think the film actually needed to be longer. No, I don't I think agree. there was anything else that could have been added to make it better. I it's agree. just I was enjoying watching it and enjoying watching this animation and listening to the... Because the, the voice actors are incredible. Like, the I've, whole thing's incredible. A lot of people, I think someone tweeted uh, from the Yellow Times that oh, the voice acting in Annalisa is better than any actor nominated for an Oscar this year. Yeah. And I think she's go with that. saying, I think that's a... It's quite a big statement. Big statement, me, but, but I think there is a lot a to say. Like, it is incredible what these people are doing. Um, S- secret time? Yeah. Should yeah. we just sort of say as a sum up, it's a very well-made film with a very dark edge to it. Yeah. Um, but we really recommend going to see it. Yeah, you're not going um, to see anything else like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's incredible. And it's Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Charlie Kaufman is, is his own genre, is his own institution now, as much as he probably doesn't really want to be. I call him Kaufman, is that wrong? Kaufman, Kaufman. I don't know. Okay. Secret time. So if you haven't seen the film, we're going to secret the hell out of it. So it's really dark. It's like a nightmare. It isn't. The whole thing's a nightmare. It's like The Shining. It's in this hotel and there's like weird... Yeah, it's like The Shining. This is my problem. This is why I can't process it properly in my head. Okay. 
It's so dark that I keep wanting to call it a horror film and label mm. it as a horror film and put it in that box and be like, well, it was a horror film. But so, I can't because yeah. it's too realistic. Yeah. So it's uneasy. In my mind, I don't know yeah. where to put it. So before I saw this, I knew I knew that it was an animation and I knew that it only had three voice actors with one of them doing the voice of the whole cast aside from the two leads. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. And I'd seen the trailer and thought, oh, it's going to be a sort of almost a rom-com, like just a kind of a light-hearted romance. I'm kind of like Lost in Translation, where it's all set in a hotel and it's just about these two people meeting and falling in love. And I thought, okay, that will be interesting. I don't really know why it's going to be animation and I don't know why one guy's doing all the voices, but I'm sure that'll be quite a funny little interesting point when actually both those things are major parts of the plot because that's how Michael perceives the world. So... Tom Noonan, who does all the voices, it's not like The Simpsons. The Simpsons. That it's not. It's all the same voice. <laughs> and everyone has the same face, apart everyone from Michael and Lisa. Everyone has the same voice and the same... They've got, people have got different hair, mm. but the Part bottom half of yeah. their face all has the same structure. Which yeah. took me ages to realise. Took me quite a while to work that one out as well. And also the yeah. voices. Oh, okay, the voices I got from the off, but... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Maybe well, I, I knew. I think I thought that they were similar, but I think I thought they were similar. Mm. That's, that's the best way to put it. I didn't think that they were the same. Okay. Until he's on the phone, and then I was like, what? Yeah. Something's up here. Yeah, and it's he... The way he sees the world is that everyone is the same and has the same voice. Everything has just become this monotonous blur yeah. to him. So everyone has the same voice and they're just all, um, you can't tell them apart, even his wife and his child, mm. which you find out when he rings them, they yeah. have the same voice. Yeah. And there's, there's and the thing with the animation, they, they play on it, like his face sort of wobbles and it even falls off at one point. Yeah, he, so in a dream. In a dream. So he's actually, it's part of the film. It acknowledges that it's animated and it's stop motion. Yeah. Which was interesting. And I don't know, do you think, because part of me thought, oh, maybe that's also how he sees the world. Like, in reality, in the film's reality, everyone is Real. flesh and bone yeah. normal, but he just sees everyone as this sort of stop motion constructed yeah. animation, maybe. I think there's a lot to go into with things like that. Yeah. But anyway, the point is that there's a reason that Tom Noon does all the voices and there's a reason it's animated. It's not just gimmick and it's not just yeah. 
oh, this will be fun. Uh, what, what can make this one more interesting? I don't know, make it stop motion. There's actually a reason for it, and a good reason as well. What did you think of the ending? I loved him just sitting on the stairs. Yeah. The fact that he's got a wife and kids was a surprise. Yes, yes, because you think this is about an older man falling in love and finally yeah, finding Yeah, a lonely someone. man. He's yeah. a lonely man, but... But he's got... He's he married. Has a, he's married, with has a, a son. And even when he goes home, it's like a surprise party. And there's loads of friends over there, so it's not like he is alone, but he is still lonely. Which is... I think I think that's maybe one of the point where I realised this film has gone in a different direction from what I thought when you realise yeah. he's married and has a kid. I agree. And I was like, oh, so he, the film is him having an affair with Lisa? Yeah, which, which isn't is. very nice, is it? Not at all. To have an affair. So yeah, he goes to this toy store, which turns out to be a sex toy store. And there is a... I don't know how to describe it. Antique sex toy. Okay. An antique sex toy of kind of like... A Japanese, a Japanese woman. woman with her mouth open. Yeah. It's like a doll. It's like a, yeah. It's like a sex doll. Like a sex doll, but with no arms or legs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's made of like... China. China. Is it made of porcelain China? Or porcelain. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It looks like... It doesn't look like a sex toy. It looks like an erotic ornament. Mm. That's that's an excellent phrase. Thank erotic you, ornament. Sam. I bet you never thought you'd have to say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is, apparently. So he's very drunk. He wants to reconnect with an old lover. So he invites her to the hotel. It goes disastrously wrong. He stumbles about drunk. He goes into this. He gets the doll. Then he meets Lisa. Now, the doll has a crack in this, the side of its eye. And Lisa has a scar pattern. And the side of her eye, and he nicknamed because he calls he says that Lisa is an anomaly, and then he comes with a nickname for her, Anomalisa. And doesn't she mention something that that's a Japanese yeah, word? Yeah, the end. Yeah. So Jake thinks that there's a connection between that. That not just Jake. It's quite a popular theory. Yeah. I guess. Don't pin it all on Jake. It's all Jake's fault. <laughs> He's mad. Um, <laughs> This is the ravings of a lunatic. <laughs> uh, that they are the same person. And that Lisa is his imagination. Or that he just... he In his mind, the doll came... The sex doll came to life. This is mainly because of the end. And I really don't want to talk about this bit. We can talk about it. But he gives... Oh, I know we can, but I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> he gives his son... Mm. The sex doll. The sex doll as a present... His son wants a present. His son's about six as well. And then his son says, there's liquid coming out of it. And the wife says, it looks like semen. Yeah. Did he give his son a used sex toy? Yeah. Doesn't he, I, think, I think it's just the point where he's just... Cause Lisa, so detached. Yeah. And Lisa's turned out, in the, the, the morning after they sleep together, she gradually fades back into the same face as everyone else. Because she's human. And the same voice. Yeah, she's not Lisa anymore, she's just everyone else. And he just doesn't care about her anymore because he's realised she's not what he f thought she was. So he's just completely... His one ray of hope in his life was Lisa at that point, and she's gone as well. So he's just got nothing left if he doesn't care anymore, doesn't care if he gives his son, who he doesn't really love, a used sex toy anymore. But that's so dark. It's horrible. Like, that's it's just... really dark. Like, I couldn't get over that. Yeah. 
it's funny. It's all, it's played as like a joke almost. Yeah, like but just I, sort of a side joke. Yeah, it's you hear her say it in the background. Yeah, but it is quite a horrible thing. Like it's like, did, did that just happen? Did I just hear her say that? Oh, yeah. And then he sits on the stairs and just looks at the doll, and that's the end. Yeah. And the doll sings like Lisa sings. Yeah. It's quite a good theory, Jake. It is a good theory. I didn't. I didn't I think don't of buy it. it. I didn't think of it until he told me about it. I was like, oh, actually, yeah, that could make sense. I think it's mirroring. I don't. Yeah, I, think, no. I think Lisa's real. It's the sex doll and Lisa are parallel to each other. They're yeah. not the same thing, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, what do you think of Lisa as a character? I really like... She, well, she's from another film, I think. She's a rom-com character. She's the kind of scatterbrained yeah. underdog female. She has something that she's very... Um, self-conscious about the scar on her face and yeah. it's only you know she this man has to come into her life and give her the self-confidence to get over it uh so she's just a really nice sort of rom-com character that has unfortunately found herself not in a rom-com that's a very cool way of looking at i think her. that she wants she wants michael to be how he is on the first night forever uh but it just she's in the he's she's in the wrong film she's in the wrong environment for her to find someone like that that's cool man that's a good way of looking at it <laughs> I am um, uh, she sort of annoyed me oh okay she didn't annoy me but it, the way she's like oh sorry sorry oh sorry I'm really yeah. shy oh no oh dear oh. yeah she is very much like that and I felt like I wanted to see a strong female character in this film. Yeah, I, she's not the strongest. And even when, and even when um, <clears throat> the next morning, he's quite horrible to her. She doesn't stand up for and herself. And she, she's just, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Now, I think she's, I think that's... The point is that we see this whole film from Michael's perspective. Yeah. And he only is attracted to women who are vulnerable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, you, you get that from the when he meets the ex. She's also very self-conscious yeah. and vulnerable. And he seems to not take advantage of that, but enjoy that. I did not like Michael Stone. No. I found him creepy, creepy guy. He's a guy. really, really nasty character. Yeah. And I think the film... I actually think the film goes out of its way to make him a nasty character as yeah. well. He didn't do anything... Just from the moment you realise he has a wife and son, immediately... You don't like him. He's... He has negative connotations. Yeah. Um, but then from there, he just he constantly smokes and drinks, and he just the, the the sex toy and the way he treats people around him, and even the guy on the, I know it's supposed to be funny, but the guy on the plane that holds his hand and he's just I said it's okay that yeah did the voice again. Um, I knew it would come back. <laughs> but he it's he's grumpy and he's just mean and. Not a nice guy. Now, the guy on the plane. I was talking about this. Yes. This is my theory. Okay. Right, so the guy on the, the plane mistakes, mistakes, I'm putting that in things, for yep. his wife. He doesn't, but he says, sorry, my wife normally sit next, yep. knits, sit next to me, so I just automatically grabbed your hand, right? Which is kind of relates yep. to this idea that everyone's the same. Yeah. Like, the, they're interchangeable. Yeah. Okay, now, the guy <laughs> on the plane isn't doing that. He just made a mistake. Yeah. But the man on the plane um, is still reaching out and compassionate towards other people. Yeah. Michael is the opposite of that. Yeah, that's a good point. That sets up the whole film. Yeah. That people are constantly trying to reach out to Michael and yeah. have a relationship with him. 
and have a conversation with him and he's constantly no don't want it yeah Yeah. he's so in his own mind that he can't even see that people are trying to reach out to him yeah we talked about uh what's the syndrome frog frog (laughs) frogoli 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 yes and uh he that's the name of the hotel the frogoli yeah I didn't even put those two things together. Oh my gosh, didn't you? No, not until you said it just then. I was like, the hotel was called the Frigoli, wasn't it? Of course, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the whole thing. So, do you want to explain what Frigoli syndrome is? Is it syndrome? It's the Frigoli delusion. Frigoli delusion. Now, I think in loads of press and stuff, it's kind of got uh, watered down into something else. Okay. So lots of people are saying the Fregoli delusion is where you think everyone's the same person, but it's not really that. Okay. It's when you think, from what I understand, from what I looked up, it's when you think that um, one person is pretending to be everyone else, mm-hmm. normally for malicious reasons. Okay. So that's quite a serious delusion to have. Yeah. Um, now, Charlie Kaufman said that that was his jumping off point for the film. Okay. Um, and people, when talking about this, have kind of just said, oh, it's when you think someone's, everyone's the same. Yeah. But it's not really that, because I think it's more with this malicious intent. Okay. And that there's one person who's deceiving you. Okay. So there we go. I think, yeah, it's, you can't really work out what exactly is wrong with Michael. He says at one point, I think I'm having some psychological problems. Yeah. Well, I think think that's it lightly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think he is. I I, I think it's nice and ambiguous to exactly what is happening to Michael. Yeah. I mean, I think it has to be. And I think it has to... This is another reason why I think it has to be animation. Mm. And it has to be so surreal and nightmare-ish. Because it's quite... uh, It's not very ethical... To yeah. have a character with some kind of mental illness yeah. in that way, because that's just, I mean, they come do that on. too much. Yeah. Well, like, what's wrong with him? He is crazy? Yeah, like, come but on. What's wrong with him? He's crazy. Like, you can do. Yeah. Like, that's terrible. You yeah. can't have. You, you can't. That can't be your get out. Like, mm. that's too much of a serious thing that affects people today, and there's already too much stereotyping of that. Like, yeah. you can't have that as the key to your film. I don't think, I don't buy that. No, it's not not convincing. And it's just weak. I think that's why it has to be so surreal. Yeah. Or else it's just, if if he hadn't done it like that, it would just be like a clumsily held thing. He's crazy. Like, stop that, please. And this, this film doesn't do that at all. No, it's quite, not sympathetic, but it's, it gives, uh, a nice view to But I think this. it's more like a nightmare. Yeah. Rather than an examination of a psychological illness. What did you think of the, the, the actual nightmare, the dream sequence? Did um, that did that sit well? Did it suit the film? Did it add anything? There's what a book think? called The Way In okay. by Will Wiles. Right. Uh, which I wondered if... I don't think it is related, but I was like, oh, this is going a bit the way in-y. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. uh, the main character in that is in a hotel, Mm -hmm. and he's, but he's in like a premier inn, so it's all the same. Yeah. So he keeps moving from premier inns, and he's like, all these hotels are the same. And he gets a call, and the manager asks to see him. 
Oh, okay. And um, yeah. the film takes a di- the book takes a whole okay, similar. but there's still that cool. But I was like, oh, that's, that's like weird. The, yeah, okay. That's kind of like that book. Yeah, I think the I think the dream sequence it does mean a lot. I actually offhand can't think what exactly is going on. Like, I think I think <clears throat> this film I definitely think it's deserves Michael's a rewatch. S- selfishness. Okay. Because. So the hotel manager calls him. He says he's in love with him. And, and then he says, Michael, I'm in love with you. Yeah. And you can't go out with Lisa. That's more for Goli-ish, actually. The dream is. Yeah. Because that's more like they're trying to get him. Because mm. then he runs back and he's like, they're trying to they're trying to get... Yeah. And he says he says then they're all the same person. Yeah. That's that's the most sort of paranoid he so gets. So actually yeah. the dream is very paranoid. Okay. Also, there's a huge pit that he falls in. Couldn't really work that out. Yeah. <laughs> Not much to say about that. There's some stuff about George Bush as well. What's the stuff about George the Bush? The manager has a picture of George yeah. Bush. And then when he does the speech, he says, uh, you're like George Bush. Yeah. No, he doesn't say that at all. He says something like you. He says something about George Bush. Yeah. I can't remember what. There's a lot to analyse in this film. And I, definitely, I definitely think it Still will... processing, guys. Yeah. Just give me a moment. I think Just... on rewatch a lot more will become apparent to us, like things in the background, like the George Bush references and things like that. And maybe that does mean something for the overall plot. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just Kaufman throwing us off. Uh, on that note, we're going to have to wrap it up there. Um, it's a very weird film, but I highly recommend it. What's and it about, Sam? Who are we to say? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's about, on one hand, it's about disillusionment with the mundanity of life, but... I think there's also something more personal going on inside Michael's mind. Like, personal to him rather than a, a statement about humanity in, yeah. itself. Yeah, I think it's like, if you keep reaching out, it will, if you keep treating people like objects, you're only going to be left with objects. Yeah. But decide for yourself. That's it's the good thing about the film. Go and that see it. Go and see it and then so much see it with it. someone or see it with some, or see it and make sure you know someone else who's seen it and then discuss it with them. It's the kind of film you want to discuss for a while afterwards as well. As we have done. Yeah. Um, so thank you for joining us this week and we'll see you next week for more film reviews. Bye.